Euzu billahi mineşşeytanirracim. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi rabbil alamin. Vessalatu vesselamu ala seyyidina Muhammedin ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecmaîn. Allahumme allimna ma yanfa'una ve anfa'ana bima 'allamtena ve zidna ilmen nafi'a. Allahumme erinel hakka hakkan ve erzukna ittiba'a. Ve erinel batıla batılan ve erzukna ectinabe. Rabbi şrahli sadri ve yassirli emri ve ahlul uqdatem min lisani yefqahu kavli. Assalamu alaikum ve rahmetullahi ve berekatuh. Welcome to the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. This is Mustafa Tuna. You can listen to the episodes of this podcast, this series, wherever you want you get your podcasts or at the website www.reflections-rn.org. Inshallah, in this episode we will continue reading the 19th word and maybe, maybe we will finish it. Uh, we began reading the 14th droplet of the 19th word. And the 19th word is about the messengership of uh, Prophet Muhammad wasallam, our master Prophet Muhammad wasallam. It offers evidence and explanations about the truth of his messengership. And the last section of this treatise, and Ustad Nursi called each of the uh, sections of the treatise droplets. The last section of the of the treatise is about the Quran as the lasting, greatest, and lasting miracle of the Prophet wasallam, <coughs> as the foundation of his character, his akhlaq. In the previous episode, we read. Uh, a beautiful definition or description of the Quran in several uh, points and in this episode inshallah we will continue uh, where we left at the end of that list uh, that those points that define and describe the Quran primarily by focusing on um, some of the miraculous aspects of the Quran as a reminder a rough translation of the text we will be reflecting upon is posted at the website that we just mentioned that is www.reflections-rn.org and also uh, I have some problem with my voice and therefore I apologize in advance for uh, the, the the scratchiness of my voice that might be bothering your ears I apologize and ask for your uh, duas so that it gets better inshallah so um, let's read those points that describe the Quran for us just as a reminder only the English and then uh, we will move on to read the Turkish and then the translation and reflect upon that a little bit inshallah bismillah an eternal translation of this great book of the cosmos so what is the Quran right so so the wise Quran which makes our Lord known to us is Stadnursi said and an eternal translation of this great book of the cosmos we are not going to go into details and explanation anyone who needs that should inshallah go back and listen to the previous episode an eternal translation of this great book of the cosmos the unveiler of the treasures of divine names veiled in these pages of the earth and the heaven the key to the realities hidden under the lines of these happenings the treasure 
the treasure of the favors of the merciful one and of the eternal addresses that come from the unseen realm that is behind the veil of the seen realm the sun foundation and blueprint of the metaphysical realm of islam the map of the realms of the hereafter the explanatory statement and clear commentary on the divine entity attributes and conducts as well as their articulate demonstration and radiant translator the nurturer the the true wisdom the provider of rightful guidance and a guide to salvation for the realm of humanity simultaneously a book a book of wisdom and sharia a book of supplication and worship a book of command and invitation and a book of remembrance and knowledge and finally a book addressing all metaphysical needs of the realm of humanity and a sacred library offering to the saints a sacred library offering to the saints the voracious and the realizers of reality who follow different paths and dispositions each a treatise befitting their dispositions so these are really profound uh, descriptors with really deep profound um, subtle meanings but we will leave that behind since we already covered that and move on to the rest of this uh, this droplet inshallah sebebi kusur tevehüm edilen tekraratındaki lemai icaza bak ki Kur'an hem bir kitabı zikir hem bir kitabı dua hem bir kitabı davet olduğundan içinde tekrar müstahsendir belki elzemdir ve eblahdır ehli kusurun zannı gibi değil zira zikrin şeeni tekrar ile tenvirdir duanın şeeni tardad ile takrirdir emir ve davetin şeeni tekrar ile tekittir look at the flash of miraculousness or the glimmer of miraculousness in its repetitions in the Quran's repetitions so when we open the Quran and read it we find a lot of repetition it is just one volume um, over 6,000 verses 114 chapters about 600 pages but you know relatively uh, small if you think about the, the the vast content that is contained in there but together with that together with that it may seem small for the uh, the breadth and depth of the content that is contained in there there is a lot of repetition in the Quran so Ustad Nursi says that this is a miracle this is a miraculous aspect of the Quran there is there are mirac miracles in the in those repetitions look at the flash of miraculousness in its repetitions that are fancied to be a cause for defectiveness so some people think that it's defectiveness like you know, repeating the same thing again and again of course this is not the case of course that is not a defect since the quran is simultaneously a book of remembrance so some of the wisdoms in those repetitions right since the quran is simultaneously a book of remembrance a book of supplication and a book of invitation invitation and also um, claims 
so since it has multiple functions repetition is desirable in it in fact it is most required and most eloquent repetition is most necessary required for the functions for the purposes it is serving and this is the most eloquent this it, it could not be more eloquent than than this there is eloquence in that repetition it is not as presumed by the people who find defects for the characteristic conduct of remembrance is illumination through re repetition imagine yourself trying to memorize something for instance right you want to remember it and because you want to remember it you want to memorize it so what do you do you keep repeating and the more you repeat the more you remember if you want to keep something in mind like you write it on a piece of paper and perhaps hang it on the wall and each time you pass by you read it right so the the act of remembrance and quran is a book of remembrance dhikr the conduct of that the, the characteristic conduct of that act is illumination through repetition and the characteristic conduct of conduct of supplication is strengthening with reiteration strengthening fortifying your supplication by reiterating you know oh god give this to me you said once right but are you serious about what you're asking for show your seriousness by reiterating and of command the, the characteristic conduct of command and invitation is reassurance with repetition in the uh, in the previous sentence Ustad Nursi said the Quran is a book of repet uh, book of invitation but it is he clarifies it by saying it is a book of command and invitation invitation meaning you are calling people to something come over there is something good for you here this is of benefit to you you don't just say once if you really believe and if you if you really have compassion for the people that you are you are you know calling you don't say once and leave it there perhaps they didn't hear it perhaps they didn't process it perhaps there were other things that were you know preventing them from being able to um, respond to the invitation and also the command you know do this perhaps they forgot so this is out of the compassion out of God's mercy and compassion right that the uh, the command and invitation are also being repeated the characteristic conduct of this kind of command and invitation is reassurance with repetition do this perhaps the person is not sure do you really want me to do it yes do it reassurance this is really what you are asked to do this is really what you are being called to so let's read this sentence once again it is not as presumed by the people who find defects for the characteristic conduct of remembrance is illumination through repetition of supplication strengthening with reiteration and of command and invitation reassurance with repetition hem herkes her vakit bütün Kur'an'ı okumaya muktedir olamaz 
Fakat bir sureye galiba muktedir olur. Onun için en mühim makası da Kur'aniye ekser uzun surelerde derc edilerek her bir sure bir küçük Kur'an hükmüne geçmiş. Demek hiç kimseyi mahrum etmemek için tevhid ve haşir ve kısa-i musa gibi bazı maksatlar tekrar edilmiş. Moreover, everybody cannot read the entire Quran at all times. You know, 600 pages. And there is the nafs, there is the lower soul. You start reading a novel and you keep reading and you enjoy it and you're excited and you're alert, etc. You start reading the Quran and Satan comes and starts to you know, bother you and the lower soul, the nafs, starts to say, I want to sleep and your, your eyes start to become heavier. And it's long, you, maybe you don't find, you cannot find the time to do so. So those who, have, who memorize the Quran, we are talking about you know, normal people on average, can read it from beginning to end in a day. But most people, or everybody, cannot read the entire Quran at all times. But usually they manage to read a chapter. Therefore, the most important objectives of the Quran are included in most of the lengthy chapters. And thus, each chapter has become in effect a small Quran. So what objectives are we talking about? Tawheed, Nubuwa, Akhira, Adala, right? So the uh, monotheism, messengership, the existence of a hereafter, justice and ibadah and worship. So these are the primary main essential objectives of the Quran. And Sa'ad Nursi says, therefore, the most important objectives of the Quran are included in most of the lengthy chapters, and thus each chapter has become in effect a small Quran. That is to say, some important objectives such as monotheism, resurrection, and the story of Moses are repeated in order not to deprive anybody. I cannot read the entire Quran, but I open a you know one chapter and I, I read it and in it like fractals. Like you have a big image and then you you come closer and look in depth and you find a copy, a similitude of the big image in parts of the big image. I cannot read the entire Quran, but I read a chapter and in that chapter for my intellect, for my heart, for my spirit, for my lower soul, there are these lessons that cover the primary objectives, the most important objectives of the Quran all. So that's that's mercy. This is a book of command. So we are commanded to, to do things. This is a book of invitation. We are invited to something. This is a book of uh, supplication. We need we you know we need to learn what we should be asking for from our Lord and how we should be asking for them. This is a book of remembrance. It is there for us to remember our Lord. And we cannot read all of it. We, that, that could have meant that could have meant that we would be left uh, defective in our fortification, strengthening of our obedience, our worship, our remembrance, our supplication and if he did not read the entire Quran every day, for instance, right? But out of his mercy, God has put those most important objectives in each 
chapter and that entails repetition because that objective is in Surah Al-Baqarah and it is in Surah, Al, uh, Surah Al Imran and it is in Surah Al-Nisa, it's in Surah Al-Ma'idah, it is in Surah Al-Yasin, it is in Surah Al-Rum and the Surah means chapter, right? And therefore that will be repetition and it is, it is necessary and beautiful necessary and beautiful and it is not any kind of repetition we will come to that right it is not repetition of the same no repetition of similars so there is still difference but there is um, difference in similarity anyway we'll come to that hem cismani ihtiyaç gibi manevi hacat dahi muhteliftir bazısına insan her nefes muhtaç olur cisme hava ruha hu gibi Bazısını her saat, Bismillah gibi ve hakeza. Demek tekrar ayet, tekerrür ihtiyaçtan ileri gelmiş ve o ihtiyacı işaret ederek uyandırıp teşvik etmek, hem iştiyakı ve iştihayı tahrik etmek için tekrar eder. Also, metaphysical needs differ just as bodily ones do. We have this food pyramid, right? We need carbohydrates, we need protein, we need fat, we need water, we need vitamins minerals we need air we need to sleep some we need to exercise some we need sunlight we need dark right our bodily needs are many they there's you know such a large spectrum of bodily physical needs that we have and start is saying metaphysical needs differ just as bodily ones do the human being needs some of them at every breath like air for the body and who for the spirit what is who that is god and who is god allahu huwa huwa is uh, he in arabic and when you intend by he god it becomes a name of god who yahu right when when uh, they do a dhikr when they do a remembrance part of the remembrance is who in some of the sufi orders there is a, a stage uh, for the wayfarer for the person who is traveling through the spiritual path there is a stage at which he focuses on just this who who who who we mention it when we say la ilaha illa who right there is no god but he so that is needed necessary for the uh, metaphysical aspects of the human being the heart the spirit like air at all times and each time we breathe in a sense we say it because the the letter ha the first letter of who right comes to the it's one of like the, the deepest in the throat it comes from the deepest part of the throat and it is one of the most open there as if just air is flowing out so each time we exhale right i don't know if that's coming in the microphone or not but each time we exhale we are in a sense saying who some every hour so we are talking about the metaphysical needs of the human being some of them we need at every breath like the 
air for body and who for the spirit and other needs some every hour like bismillah in the name of god we need to remember we need to remember that everything in existence is by god from god everything that happens is happening by the power of god by the will of god within the knowledge of god right so bismillah reminds us of that and it is also like a passcode we say bismillah and things start to unfold before us because all causes are obedient subjugated to god and they become subjugated to us as human beings when we ask in the name of god when we ask from god right and when we address them in the name of god when we engage them in the name of god when we partake uh, from them in the name of god uh, we did a detailed analysis of this matter reflection on this matter uh, in the first word so you can read the first word or listen to our episodes about the first word inshallah like bismillah and so on and other needs to in that case the repetition of verses has resulted from the repetition of needs now above at some point we said the quran is like a metaphysical feast a table a table uh, spread out with all sorts of nutrition and pleasant um, things to eat things to consume right so that ma'ida that that spiritual table contains in its verses the nutrition for each and every aspect of our metaphysical needs in that case the repetition of verses has resulted from the repetition of needs now i need carbohydrates i need protein i need fat etc but i don't need any of them once i ate them yesterday i ate them today i'll eat them tomorrow i'll eat the, eat the day after tomorrow etc and each each day every day i will need them right some of them like air i will need it at all times at every moment right so the quran is such a feast such a um treasure of provisions that whenever you go to it and whichever part you open you find your needs your needs are there and again this calls for repetition because whichever part you open you will find your needs there it points to, and and you know keep in mind this is miraculous no there's no human book that's going to do that human books have contents a flow of ideas it starts from a moves to b then c and keeps going on and on you know up to the point where it's going to conclude say p but you you, you don't have that in the quran it was revealed over 20 to 23 years which means that um you know it, which means that whoever revealed this in 23 years knew the whole thing from the very beginning because there's such connection and harmony and um unity in the book so that's another miracle uh, for us there but it was being revealed verse by verse and not in the order that we have now it was being revealed to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and 
in many times in response to occasions that was taking place in the life of the Prophet وسلم, and the and the companions, his companions. And whenever a verse was revealed, Jabrail, um, Gabriel السلام, instructed the Prophet وسلم, about the location of that verse in, in the Quran too. So for something like this, so different from human books, right? That it contains each and every need that we, we may have at any given moment in each and every parts of it, what a miracle that is. It points to that need, it points to that need, like the, the, the human need, and repeats in order to awaken and encourage and also to arouse and enthusiasm and desire. Now, awaken and encourage, uh, this can either mean that it's awakening and encouraging the uh, human being toward that need. You know, I'm hungry, but perhaps I don't notice it. Some people don't notice that they're hungry. You see it in their you know, eyes and the, the blood sugar drops. And at some point, they start to feel dizzy and they, uh, the world, they, they, their sight starts to get dark. And at that point, they even then, they don't recognize that they're hungry in their stomach. Right? The rest of the body recognizes. But it's a blessing that the stomach sends the signal to the brain in advance before all that happens and says, I'm hungry. Perhaps you know we have we, we have that hunger for metaphysical needs too, but some people out of heedlessness, uh, out of you know, out of uh, this, the distractions of the world do not recognize those needs. So the Quran's repetitions awaken them. Hold on one second, wake up. You need this. There's there are these blessings in paradise and you want all these beautiful things that you enjoy in this world forever the world is um, transient it will disappear but you have this desire this need for them to eternity and here is how you can obtain that so awaken to your needs and encourage to uh, obtaining them right or Sometimes these metaphysical needs are good things. Like I need, uh, I I need to remember my Lord. I need to worship my Lord. I need to supplicate to my Lord. I need to, um. I I I need to remember angels. Remember their existence, and therefore feel their presence and not feel lonely, and so on and so forth. So. It, it, it, it's also encouragement to the need right and also arouse enthusiasm and desire for those beautiful things that are our metaphysical needs hem Kur'an müessistir bir din-i mübinin esasatıdır ve şu alem İslamiyet'in temelleridir ve hayat-ı içtimaiyeyi beşeriyeyi değiştirip muhtelif tabakata mükerrer suallerine cevaptır Müessise tespit etmek için tekrar lazımdır. Tekid için teradla, terdad lazımdır. Teyyid için takrir, tahkik, tekrir lazımdır. Also, the Quran is a founder. It is establishing something. It is founding something. It is not a book that comes within an existing system and explaining it. 
No, it is the founder, especially if you think that it is the eternal speech of God. Right? It is it is founding the religion for the human beings, for the humankind and the jinn. Also, the Quran is a founder. It comprises the essentials of a clear religion. The foundations of this realm of Islam, so to think of Islam as a realm, right? So uh, the, the believers, Muslims, the institutions that they have put together over 1400 something years, uh, their metaphysical connections, the realm of Islam, anything, everything, anything and everything that is associated with Islam and Muslims. The Quran is the foundation of that. This is the, um, I mean, I don't like the word civilization too much, but this is probably an appropriate place to, to use it. This The Quran is the, the foundation, the bedrock of the civilization of Islam. A civilization including all Muslims with its diversity it comprises the essentials of a clear religion the foundations of this realm of islam and by changing human social life a response to various layers of society to their repeated questions now it comes to societies that are living in one way or another usually not usually always uh, with, with lots of problems right because humans the, the human society community that is not guided by the quran will always and always err in one way or another but when they are guided by the quran they will err too because they will misunderstand it they will have failures uh, in in abiding by its principles and rulings etc etc but if they are not guided by the quran they are erring in essential ways so there will be haves and have-nots in those societies those who have and those who have not will both have various questions that questions and concerns that will be bothering them that will be um, troubling them and the quran will come transform society in such a way that it that the outcome will be a response to a solution to uh, the problems of all layers all classes all segments of society it will be it will have a response and answers to their questions and concerns so the quran is a founder <clears throat> it comprises the essentials of a clear religion the foundations of this realm of islam it, con it comprises the foundations of this realm of islam and by changing human social life it comprises a response to various layers of society to their repeated questions Repetition is needed for he who is a founder for the purpose of consolidation. You know, these people don't know the truth, the, the right way, the straight path yet. And they need education. They need to be trained. And that requires repetition. You know, practice makes perfect. What is practice? Practice is repetition. They hear the same truth, same reality, same guidance again and again and again and again. Reiteration is required for reassurance. Okay, look, you were in that dark place. Now you are basking in the light of the sun of the Quran. 
and this is going to last you will inshallah as long as you follow this right path this straight path you will end up in paradise you will go to paradise you may have difficulties on the path there will be distractions there will be whisperings of satan and satan like human beings and the jinn etc there will be tribulations there will be trials but but be assured that this is the straight path be assured that this is the straight path for this reason and for that reason so reiteration is required for reassurance strengthening verification and repetition are required for endorsement muhammad rasulullah have this have this faith have faith in this right and have this conviction with strength with verified certainty right and that is an endorsement that's coming from the quran that god is one that god is the provider and this is one of the most difficult ones god is the provider do you not see the birds who you know fly in the morning do they carry anything with them do they carry their provisions they they fly out of their nests in the morning and they come back in the evening with full stomachs how do we apply this to our individual lives god is the provider so the nafs will say well but what if i cannot find this what if this happens what if that happens the satan will whisper from there saying you will be left hungry you will be left without the provision you will be left without your no your needs your essential needs will be provided god is god is guaranteeing that right but the human being needs this notion to be fortified verified repeated so that the endorsement stands firm in his mind and heart and you know even before his soul right so the quran is a founder it is the, the the repetitions in it are most uh in in in perfect congruence they are most befitting uh to its purpose they're in perfect congruence with its objectives they are most befitting to its objectives hem öyle mesaili azime ve hakaiki dakikadan bahsediyor ki umumun kalplerinde yerleştirmek için çok defa muhtelif suretlerde tekrar lazımdır. Also, the Quran is mentioning such tremendous matters and fine realities that repeating many times in different forms is needed in order to make sure that they enter in everyone's hearts. Now these are tremendous things. People may not even be able to process it like what is qiyama what is the rising mountains will be you know thrown like cotton human beings will be you know running around like butterflies or moths how is that so what is that what does that mean everything will disappear into dust so what is that non-existence right so these are difficult things to comprehend and to internalize and that internalization entails that internalization entails repetition explanation uh, explanation from different aspects and perspectives so you you you would think that the same thing is being repeated but it is being repeated from different perspectives look at it from this side look at it from that side look at it from this side it is 
being explained to you by someone who sees all sides and he is showing it to you from multiple sides so that you are you have reassurance so that you can understand the matter so that there are gaps in your mind bununla beraber sureten tekrardır fakat manen her bir ayetin çok manaları, çok faydeleri, çok vücuh ve tabakatı vardır. Her bir makamda ayrı bir mana ve faide ve maksatlar için zikrediliyor. Now, this is important and we have been trying to come to this point. That having been said, this is repetition in form. Repetition in form, in, in appearance. Otherwise, Metaphysically, when you look at the content, each verse has many meanings, many benefits, and many aspects and layers. It may be the same word. You know, which of the blessings of your Lord are you uh, belying, denying? This is repeated, you know, so many times in, in Surah Al-Rahman. But because of the context because of the, the the verses relationship with the verses that come before it and after it and also elsewhere in the quran right each contain multiple meanings different meanings metaphysically for those who understand and sometimes the intellect does not understand the heart understands the heart does not get it the spirit does Sometimes it is the lower soul that gets it. We don't know. And sometimes it is, it is the intellect that gets it. And you know we have so many uh, tafsirs, so many uh, exegesis, commentaries on the Quran, interpretations of the Quran, right? Otherwise, metaphysically, each verse has many meanings, many benefits and many aspects and layers. Each verse has, and this is based on a prophetic tradition, each verse has uh, like a tree has branches and then on those branches there are you know smaller branches twigs switches and then on those you'll have buds some sometimes you'll have knots right so each verse is like a uh, a big thick branch that has smaller branches and then there are knots on them and there are buds on them etc each verse has meanings uh, according to another uh, narration each verse has 120,000 meanings human beings can know about 60,000 of them and another 60,000 are you know unknowable to human beings Allah Allah God knows best what we can say with certainty is that each verse has many meanings many benefits many aspects and layers to their meanings what is being repeated is mentioned at every station for a different meaning at every station at every location in the quran it is mentioned for a different meaning a different benefit and different objective therefore do not think that you know repeated say 30 times in form right the the sound the letters the inscription that is repeated you know so many times but in in in reality when you look at the content the metaphysical aspect of what is being conveyed right there are different meanings there are different benefits there are different objectives of each 
verse of the Quran. And in fact, each sentence of the Quran, in fact, each word of the Quran, each letter of the Quran, it is a miraculous book. So even uh, after we understood there are so many benefits, uh, so many miraculous wisdoms in repetition, we also understand that that's repetition, that is repetition in form. The content that is not repeated, that is different. So you get something of the essentials, most important uh, needs of the human being from anywhere in the Quran, right? But you also get something new each time you read the Quran and re you read parts of the Quran. It's like paradise. It is said, um, you know, they, that, that you know, when we eat something there, it's not it said. This is you know based on verses, Quranic verses too. When we eat something there, we will. It will remind us of something that we have eaten before. And there's a beauty in that. Beauty in that. There is there's a, a pleasure in that. You know, it reminds you of something that you have experienced in the past. And though that experience is obviously these are blessings of the uh, parad blessings of paradise. That that experience is going to be pleasant. So you will not only be tasting this pleasant thing, but you will also be enjoying the remembrance of those pleasant moments in the past. So it will be reminding you of something of the past you will say well this this tastes like that apple that i had eaten for instance right but at the same time it will be different each time you eat something or each time you uh you know consume or partake from some enjoy something it will be different there will be something new and that novelty that novelty in what you will be consuming or enjoying will also be pleasant and beautiful so there will be pleasure in the the uh, familiarity of the blessing and there will be pleasure in the novelty of the blessing and the Quran is like that too there is pleasure in the in the uh, familiarity the repetition of the, the the form and there's pleasure in the novelty of the content and this I mean Stadnursi is not saying this here but it is you know experienced by many people uh, this applies to reading the Quran multiple times too so you may read that same verse many times and each time you get something uh, in accordance with the with the need needs of the moment at that time hem Quran'ın mesaili kevniyenin bazısında ibham ve icmali ise irşadi bir lemai icazdır Ehli ilhadın tevehüm ettikleri gibi medarı tenkit olamaz ve sebebi kusur değildir. Moreover, that the Quran leaves some issues about the realm of creation, the the world in which we live, right, the cosmos, the universe. That the Quran leaves some issues about the realm of creation, the realm of being, ambiguous, and abridges them is a flash of glimmer of miraculousness leading to guidance. So the Quran does not give us detailed explanation of everything. It doesn't say, I mean, it will come, but it doesn't say the sun is so many miles, miles away from the earth. 
its uh, temperature is so many degrees centigrade at the core and so many degrees centigrade on the at the crown uh, it rotates around itself in so many days and earth, so on and so forth right think of all these uh, all this information all this data that we um, we keep finding out as we as we um, observe the universe more and more explore the universe more and more and that's beautiful the more we observe the more we explore the more uh, we understand the order that our Lord has built into the system and therefore the more we are we have we are in a state of oh um, about his knowledge and power and will and solitude blessings mercy etc right so but that is not what the Quran does that is for us to figure out the Quran gives us the principles the Quran gives us the approach right if you approach this the Sun is so many miles away etc as dry data dry information right that's all you get you, you get dry data dry information but what does it mean what does all this physical uh, all these details about the physical aspects of what I'm observing right what meaning do they have when I take a book in my hand I look and I see shapes the shapes have straight lines some are vertical some are perpendicular some are circular some are this some are that there are dots there they are lined up in certain ways and they you know keep going you can describe a book just by looking and describing the shapes of the letters in it the number of letters the density of letters how much space is in between them etc etc but you don't get to the meaning as long as you don't get to the meaning of all of that you're not reading the book you are just looking at and describing the book and perhaps you can even figure out things to do with those maybe you develop some you know games to play by uh figuring out the the the you know the average the space between letters etc perhaps you can figure out something to do too but as long as you don't get to the meaning you don't recognize that this is something meaningful and try to understand what that meaning is you are not benefiting from the book the book you are not using the book in a way that serves its purpose the author did not write the book just for you to play with the letters right so that's what we get from the Quran moreover that the Quran leaves some issues about the realm of creation ambiguous and abridges them in a flash abridges them is a flash of miraculousness leading to guidance guidance to what guidance to monotheism guidance to the truth of Islam the truth of Islam it cannot be the subject of criticism right that it doesn't tell us you know the Quran talks about the Sun but it doesn't tell us how big the the, the Sun is in in precise numbers and then somebody comes and says look what the scientists found this is a an advantage that the scientists have over the Quran yeah, they may say that right they may say that then we turn to them and say look this is not the point 
you are missing the point the point of the quran is not to tell you how big the sun is the point of the quran is to tell you how it is subjugated to its lord how it is created by its lord how the benefits that you are receiving from it like the the light the heat right how those benefits are provided to you out of your lord's mercy how there is solicitude in this that the quran leaves some issues about the realm of creation ambiguous and abridges them is a now the other thing is it abridges them if you were able to read in details you know get into those multiple meanings of the verses perhaps you would be able to find all those details too right but you know the the main purpose is to illuminate everybody and that's not for everybody realm of creation ambiguous and abridges them is a flash of miraculousness leading to guidance it cannot be the subject of criticism as godless people fancy and it is not a cause for defectiveness how is that miraculous then right how is that miraculous well the quran was revealed 1400 years ago people's understanding conception of the universe at that time like think of the bad ones in the desert or think of you know people 300 years after the revelation of the quran right their understanding knowledge and understanding of the universe was very different from our understanding and knowledge of the universe right so the quran had to make sense to the bedouin in the desert at the time of its revelation to let's say the astronomer who was observing the the sky 300 years after its revelation 500 years after revelation the farmer lived who lived 10 hundred ten centuries after its revelation those who are looking at the sky and the quran today so it has to be able to address everybody it is addressing everybody it preserves its validity and relevance and meaningfulness in accuracy regardless of when you take a look at it right so that's miraculous the quran leaves some issues about the realm of creation ambiguous and abridges them that this is a flash of miraculousness leading to guidance it cannot be the subject of criticism as god lets people fancy and as it is and it is not a cause for defectiveness right that ambiguity and abridgment is not a defect no it is a miracle air desen acaba neden kur'an-ı hakim felsefenin mevcudattan bahsettiği gibi etmiyor bazı mesaili mücmel bırakır bazısını nazarı umumi okşayacak hisse ameyi rencide etmeyecek fikr avamı taciz edip yormayacak bir sureti basitanede zahirane söylüyor if you say so this is a uh, imaginary speculative question i wonder why the wise quran so this is the question right open quote i wonder why the wise quran does not talk about existent beings in the way that philosophy does and here you can read it as science uh, too because science uh, branched out from philosophy it leaves some issues in abridged form some of them it says in an apparently simple form that placates the views of the majority avoids hurting public feelings and does not batter and weary the minds of the common folk cevaben deriz ki 
End quote. Cevaben deriz ki, felsefe hakikatin yolunu şaşırmış onun için. Hem geçmiş derslerden ve sözlerden elbette anlamışsın ki, Kur'an-ı Hakim şu kainattan bahsediyor, ta zat ve sıfat ve esma-i ilahiyeyi bildirsin. Yani bu kitabı kainatın maanisini anlattırıp ta halikını tanıttırsın. Demek mevcudata kendileri için değil, belki mucidleri için bakıyor. Hem umuma hitap ediyor, ilm hikmet ise mevcudata mevcudat için bakıyor. Hem hususan ehli fenne hitap ediyor. Öyle ise madem ki Kur'an-ı Hakim mevcudatı delil yapıyor, burhan yapıyor, delil zahiri olmak, nazarı umuma çabuk anlaşılmak gerektir. Hem madem ki Kur'an-ı Mürşid bütün tabakatı beşere hitap eder, kesretli tabaka ise tabakaya avamdır. Elbette irşad ister ki lüzumsuz şeyleri ibham ile icmal etsin ve dakik şeyleri temsil ile takrib etsin ve mugalatalara düşürmemek için zahiri nazarlarında bedihi olan şeyleri lüzumsuz, belki zararlı bir surette tahir etmemektir. We say in response to that question. Philosophy, and once again, you can read this as science. Philosophy has missed the way to truth. That is why. The question was, why is Quran not talking about philosophy? The answer is, philosophy has missed the way of truth. That is why. Besides, surely you must have understood from the past lessons, um, past lessons and the words, that is the Risale Inur, that The wise Qur'an talks about this cosmos in order to inform about the divine entity, divine attributes and divine names. In order to inform about the creator. Right? The divine entity, the God, his attributes and his names. That is, to have the meanings of this book of the cosmos conveyed. You know, remember we were looking at the book? To focus on the meanings, to explain the meanings so that it makes its creator known, so that it makes the author and the intent of the author known. That is to say, it looks at the existent beings not for their own sake, not for the sake of the sun, not for the sake of the tree, not for the rock's sake, not for the river's sake, not for the atom's sake, not for the raindrop's sake, right? It looks at existent beings not for their own sake, but for the sake of the one who brings them into existence. Also, it is addressing everybody. The science of wisdom, and this is another word for science too, the science of wisdom, wisdom, uh, the science of wisdom meaning the science of how things relate to one another, how the apple relates to earth. You know, it falls when you drop, right? How hydrogen relates to oxygen, etc., etc. The science of wisdom, on the other hand, looks at the existent beings for the sake of the existent being. And it specifically addresses the people of science. The purpose of a physics book, for instance, is to explain something to physicists, to convey a message to physicists. Uh, first and foremost and then it can be for lay people but it uses a language that's going to be understood by the physicists and it doesn't um, unless it's a you know book written to popularize uh, physics it's not going to think about the understanding of ordinary people who may not know all the terminology that goes into it the quran is not like that 
right? So the science of wisdom specifically addresses the people of science. In that case, since the wise Quran makes the existent beings indications and demonstrations, an indication has to be apparent and easily understandable by all. Now the wise Quran makes the existent being an indication and demonstration for something else. For what? For its creator. So the Quran presents the sun to you as an indication and demonstration of the monotheism, the mercy, the power of God. Now an indication, like an example, right? An indication and evidence or an example has to be apparent and easily understandable by all. If I give you an example, I say, okay, I, I uh, present a concept, some a sophisticated matter to you. You don't fully get it. And I say, look, I'm going to give you an example and you will then understand. The example has to be easily accessible for you. You have to be able to grasp the example so that that example can help you understand that more sophisticated, higher question. If the example itself is already uh, ambiguous and complicated, difficult to understand, it's not going to serve the purpose, right? So in that case, since the wise Quran makes the existent beings indications and demonstrations, an indication has to be apparent and easily understandable by all. And since the Quran of rightful guidance addresses all layers of humanity, from the Bedouin in the desert to, to the most knowledgeable physicist. And the largest layer is the layer of the common folk among the people. Of course, rightful guidance calls for abridging unnecessary things, like complicated details, by leaving them ambiguous. So not by contradicting them, but by leaving them ambiguous. The mind of the ignorant person does not focus on, it does not even perhaps notice that this is being mentioned in here, right? And bringing fine things closer with or through analogy. This means not altering things that are self-evident in their appearance-oriented views in unnecessary and in fact harmful ways in order not to cause them to fall into errors. Let's read this again. This means not altering things that are self-evident in their appearance-oriented views, in their appearance-oriented minds, in unnecessary and in fact harmful ways, in order not to cause them to fall into errors. So we are talking about the common folk. They look and they see the sun. The sun is a bright object in the sky, right? We are talking to the bad one in the desert. If you start to and try to explain, look, this earth is a huge globe. It is... Uh, you know, floating in space and the sun is this big. And the, you know, if you try to explain all these things to the bad one from the get-go, right, from moment one, the bad one will not understand. The bad one will be bewildered. The point of the Quran is not to bewilder the common folk while, you know, pleasing the, the the scholar no it is to provide guidance to everybody so therefore it is not going to alter 
the impression that the Bedouin has about this bright object in the sky, right? It's going to preserve that impression, but without, without preserving the inaccuracy that the Bedouin may have had. So that's also a miracle. It's not going to alter the impression, but it's not going to say something that is mistaken. That's that's that's false either. So when the scholar comes and looks at it, the scholar will also find truth in it. Let's now explain this with some examples. Mesela güneş eder. Döner bir siracıdır, bir lambadır. Zira güneşten güneş için, mahiyet için bahsetmiyor. Belki bir nevi intizamın zembereyi ve nizamın merkezi olduğundan, intizam ve nizam ise saniyin, ayneyi, marifeti olduğundan bahsediyor. For instance, it says about the sun, it is a revolving lantern, a lamp. Now, is the sun a lamp? You know, is it a, um, you know, small physical object that you can hold in your hand and you know carry from place to place uh, that works with either gasoline or electricity etc no but this is metaphorical right this is a metaphorical expression it does what a lamp does in your life if you are the bad one in the desert and you know this uh you know oil lamp which you can move around and and illuminate things right yeah the sun is like that it makes sense it is a revolving lantern a lamp because it is not because it is not the quran is not talking about the sun for the sake of the sun it is not talking about the sun for the sake of what the sun is for its quiddity for what the sun is rather I mean, what the sun is in and of itself, right? It is not talking about the sun for the sake of what the sun is in and of itself. Rather, it is talking about it because it is the mainspring of a type of orderliness, order, and the center of the order. What does that mean? There is this order that we live in, in the solar system. And it is the mainspring. It, it's it's uh, magnetism. It's gravity is what is holding all you know all of that together within the and within the um, realm of causes and effects. It is the mainspring of a type of orderliness and the center of the order. And because orderliness and orders are order are mirrors of the artful maker's knowledge. All of this is happening. This this um, awe-inspiring, tremendous order balance that is in the solar system it is balanced based on the knowledge of the artful maker knowledge and power and will etc but it, it you know it all starts with knowledge evet der eşşemsu tecri güneş döner bu döner tabiriyle kış yaz gece gündüzün devranındaki muntazam tasarrufatı kudreti ihtar ile azameti saniye ifham eder işte bu dönmek hakikati ne olursa olsun maksud olan ve hem mensuç hem meşhud olan intizama tesir etmez. Yes, it says eşşemsu tecri. The sun runs its determined course. This is from the Quran, chapter 36, verse 38. The sun runs its determined course. The sun revolves, right? Another way to interpret this is the sun revolves. With this expression of revolves, it calls to the mind to mind the tremendousness of the artful maker 
by reminding about the orderly disposal of power in the revolutions of winter and summer. So it says the sun revolves. You can understand it as with the, the, the uh, changes in the position of the sun, the seasons revolve, come one after the other. They, they run in their determined course, right? The revolutions of winter and summer and of all, or night and day, of night and day, right? There are allusions to, that there are um, hints to, all of these in this one expression. The sun runs its determined course or the sun revolves. So whatever the reality of this revolving is, that the sun actually revolves around itself or the sun actually you know moves in space and on a on an orbit etc right that might be the that might be one meaning that might be the meaning to start with right but these other meanings are also contained in this word in this expression so whatever the reality of this revolving is it does not affect the order which is the objective and is also woven into the fabric of reality and is being observed. Hamdar وَجَعَلَ الشَّمْسَ سِرَاجَ Şu siraj tabiriyle alemi bir kasır suretinde içinde olan eşya ise insana ve zihayata ehzar edilmiş müzeyyenat ve matumat ve levazimat olduğunu ve güneş dahi musahhar bil mumdar olduğunu ihtar ile rahmet ve ihsan-ı halıkı ifham eder. Also, it says, and he, God, placed the sun as a lamp. Again, uh, this is a, from a verse, Quran chapter 71, verse 16. With this expression of lamp, it, the Quran, calls to mind the mercy and beneficence of the Creator by reminding that the realm is like a palace. And the things in it are ornaments, provisions, and necessities prepared for the human being, as well as for the possessors of life, other possessors of life. And that the sun is a subjugated candle holder. Şimdi bak, şu sersem ve geveze felsefe ne der? Bak diyor ki, güneş bir kütleyi azimeyi mayi'ayi nariyedir. Ondan fırlamış olan seyyaratı etrafında döndürüp, cesameti bu kadar, mahiyeti böyledir, şöyledir. Muvahhiş bir dehşetten, müthiş bir hayretten başka ruha bir kemal ilmi vermiyor. Bahsi Kur'an gibi etmiyor. Now look, what does this adult-brained and prattling philosophy says? say? Look, it says, The sun is a tremendous burning liquid mass. It makes the planets which have flung off from it revolve around it. Its mass is this much, its quiddity is this and that. Besides an intimidating scare and dreadful bewilderment, it does not afford the spirit any perfection of knowledge and meaning. It does not do as the Quran talk, Quran's talk does, right? The Quran's talk, the Quran's mentioning gives you the meaning, gives you the reality, the higher reality of the thing. Buna kıyasen, batinen kof, Zahiren mutantan, felsefi meselelerin ne kıymetli olduğunu anlarsın. Onun Şaşa'yı suresine aldanıp, Kur'an'ın gayet muciz numa beyanına karşı hürmetsizlik etme. Now, you may understand from this, what value the philosophical matters that are high sounding outwardly yet hollow inside have. Do not be 
deceived by its seeming splendor and do, do not be deceived by its seeming splendor and do not disrespect the Quran's utmostly miraculous exposition. Allahumma ja'alil Qur'ana shifa'an lana wa likatibihi wa amthalihi min kulli da'in wa munisan lana wa lahum fi hayatina wa ba'da mamatina wa fi dunya qarinan wa fi al-qabri munisan wa fi al-qiyamati shafi'an wa ala surati nuran wa minan nari sitran wa hijaban wa fi al-jannati rafiqan وَإِلَى الْخَيْرَاتِ كُلِّهَا دَلِيلًا وَإِمَامًا بِفَضْلِكَ وَجُودِكَ وَكَرَمِكَ وَرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَكْرَمَ الْأَكْرَمِينَ وَيَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ آمين اللهم صل وسلم على من أنزل عليه الفرقان فرقان الحكيم وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين آمين آمين آمين والحمد لله رب العالمين O God Make the Qur'an a healing from all diseases for us, for he who writes this and for his peers. Make it a congenial consort to us and to them in our lives and after our deaths, and associate in this world, and, and associate in this world, a congenial consort in the grave, an intercessor on the day of rising, a light on the bridge, surat. Right? These are um realities of the hereafter a veil and screen from the fire a companion in the garden and a guide to to and a guide to an imam in all that is good so a guide to and a leader in all that is good make it our leader in uh, in in pursuing good out of your abundant giving your generosity munificence and mercy O oh, the most munificent of the munificent, and O oh, the most merciful of the merciful. Amin. O oh God, send your blessings and peace to the one to whom the wise criterion that is the Quran was revealed, and to all of his family and companions. Amin. Amin. O oh, oh God, accept from us. Ihtar. Uh, there is a small um, reminder here. We will read that too and then finish inshallah. Arabi Risaletun Nur'da 14. Reşan'ın 6 katresi, Bahuzuz 4. katrenin 6 nüktesi, Kur'an Hakim'in 40 kadar enva-i icazından 15'ini beyan eder. Ona iktifaen burada iktisar ettik. İstersen ona müracaat et. Bir hazine-i mucizat bulursun. Reminder. The six drops of the 14th droplet in the Arabic Risale-i Nur, especially the six subtle points of the fourth drop, expounds 15 of the wise Qur'an's near 40 types of miraculousness. Here, we have cut it short, relying on that to be sufficient. So, Ustad Nursi says, I have uh, talked about this in details, in detail elsewhere. You can uh, go there. If you will consult that, you will find a treasure of miracles. But this is the 19th word. After this, he wrote the 25th word. The 25th word is now the place to go it is the um, the the um most detailed explanation of the quran's uh, miraculousness uh, from Ustad nursi's uh, lessons and inshallah maybe have the blessing may god bless us with the opportunity to get there too and read that too Subhanaka la ilma lana illa ma 'allamtana innaka antal alimul hakim wa akhir da'wahum an alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin al-fatiha Allahumma